Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. Captain Russell Gahagan from Salmon Candy and Russell's Fishing Tech joins the show to discuss a wide range of salmon fishing topics, including how Lake Ontario and Lake Michigan compare, favorite lures, and how he changes his program as the day progresses. Captain Casey Prisco from Dirty Goose Sport Fishing is co-hosting this episode. Captain Russell Gahagan. Here he is. Oh boy. Here, Here he is. Here we go. Here we go. Rod Holder Gahagan. Oh yeah. I've already heard. I'm already getting abused <laughs> and it didn't even start yet. Oh. Oh, did I just break that? Yeah. yeah. We don't uh, touch the mics. Yeah. Don't, don't touch, touch yep. Pete Alex's mic. Put, okay. Put you in the corner. You got him tuned up to the bottle. <laughs> yeah. True, true. Yeah, you guys got me a little shaky now. All right. All right. He's done a ton of these podcasts and we got him. It's good. Yeah. Russell, you're here yes, to show with uh, your brand Salmon Candy. Yep. Tell us how the show's going for you. Uh, show's been great. I was part of the uh, Salmon School that the uh, show puts on today. Um, I'm in the middle of my run of, uh, of Salmon Schools. I think this is number five of nine. So um, I've got four more to do after this before I join Casey uh, in May and Wilson. Um, and yeah, it was really good. We had 170 people in there today. A lot of people really interested in, in salmon fishing on Lake Ontario. Lots of different levels, you know, expert fishermen, tournament fishermen, some charter captains in there, all the way down to, uh, you know, rookie amateur fishermen, brand new, um, just getting into it. So really good. Um, I wasn't out here on the floor today, but uh, my guy I talked to said the attendance was great. It was busy all day. Uh, so it definitely sounds like it, guys were excited about the show. You're a Wisconsin guy. You cut your teeth on Lake Michigan. Uh, you came out last spring, fished with Casey. You come out here and do your schools. Yeah. What's... Other than the rod holder thing, uh, what, what's what do you see as like the big differences between fishing out here compared to fishing? You were a Sheboygan guy, right? Yep. Uh, fishing out of your home port in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Watercolor. That's it, really. Um, other than that, the fisheries are very similar. The way we approach them and how we fish for for salmon at home and how we how Casey fishes for salmon here, um, it, or mirror each other. The real difference is just watercolor. Back at home, Lake Michigan has basically zero color left to it. Uh, it's blue water everywhere. It doesn't matter if you're on the shoreline or out in the lake, in the middle of the lake. Um, here on Lake Ontario, especially in that Wilson area, you have a bunch of color to the water. And then, you know, even up the shoreline further east, if you're inside of that, you know, 80, 100 foot range, you still have some color to the water. So it's a great disguise for fish. It's a great disguise for the bait. And what it means is your color, your lure choices, um, you know, the uh, types of setups you use, those kinds of things uh, are just going to be a touch different here than they're going to be at home. Can you go into that a little bit, like what that looks like as far as the differences compared to what you would fish on like Michigan and Sheboygan in that clear water to here with a little bit of dirt in it? Well, first and foremost, you know, lesson number one Casey gave me that he whipped me with a Tolora <laughs> rod right off the bat in the first 30 seconds I was I in Wilson. He would do that. He, oh, he'll, he does that, believe me. Uh, he, he, he loves to tell this story. So at home, I was, you know, I, I will say I, I was one of the guys that really innovated a lot of the stealth tactics we use, and particularly long leads behind downriggers. So I like to run a lot of 75 to 150 feet behind a downrigger with a spoon, flasher fly, meat, whatever. Um, so I'm setting out the first rod in May last year, putting it out. And, you know, I've got it back there 50, 60 feet. And all of a sudden, Casey looks at me and he goes, 
what's that on the surface back there? And I'm like, that's my spoon. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, this is Wilson. He's like, you can only see a couple feet down. He's like, bring that thing in here to 10 feet. So I reel it all the way to 10 feet. You know, I'm thinking to myself, okay, whatever, you know, wrap it up, put it on the release, get it down there. I didn't even get to grab my diver rod. And it's already off the ball with the one uh, K a day winner that day, the big King of the entire slam that day, 22 pounds and change or whatever on a salmon candy spoon. Um, you know, Casey was obviously hundred percent right, but it just took me a minute Wait, to you say? KC was 100% right. I like that. Yeah. Well, I wanted to yeah. Did, he, did he share the money with it? No, no. Well, no, let me take it back. He shared the money all week because he bought supper all week. Okay. So he did. Yeah. In his defense, he, he definitely did. your but... product. Yeah. You put the line down. Sure. So, sure. Yeah, I think on his boat, though, I think that wins. My client yeah. reeled it in. Yeah. Yeah, his client <laughs> reeled it on his boat. So, no, but but that's really the big difference, right? So, and particularly in that Wilson area, um, you know, you can get away with things. It reminded me a lot of when I was a kid. You know, when I first started fishing a lot with my dad and with Dumper Dan uh, back on Lake Michigan in the late 80s, early 90s, when we had color to the water, um, you know, it made it so that, you know, we ran shorter leads. We didn't have to run, you know, copper and lead core then. It was a lot of just basically riggers and dipsies. Um, you'd run six, eight foot leaders behind your dipsies. You can get away with all of that. And Wilson, if I use that term, I guess, get away with it because you have what I call the great disguise. You have color water. Um, obviously, the minute you get into some clear water, now you got to start to stretch things back. Now the long lines become more popular and all that kind of stuff. So uh, really, the other thing is color choice. You know, you just use a lot of brighter stuff there than you would use in the in the clear water. And that's that's common. You know, in clear water, you use a lot of natural stuff, blues and silvers, greens and silvers, yellows and silvers. Um but hence a lot of silvers here in, in Wilson, you know, you're going to use a lot of glow in the dark stuff. You're going to use, you know, like carbons, real gaudy, contrasty stuff. Um, that's really going to get their attention. All right. You got anything else for him, Casey? And we'll get into Sammy Candy unless you've got something good to add to that. No, I'm just, I'm really excited to have him come out. He's going to be here for the whole month or 27 days or 26 days um, running the boat, you know, and I know he's got a lot of people from his schools coming out that, He's actually going to be doing a seminar on the boat as he's chartering with them. So they're going to see the whole show. And, you know, I think uh, I think it's a good thing he's doing. You know, it's no one really does a seminar. I mean, yeah, you can go on a charter and I'm honest. Pete's honest what he's doing. We're not hiding anything. Rick's the same way. There's a lot of guys that are like, but there's some guys that you go on a charter. They don't want you to know what they're doing. You know, I, I don't know if it's I don't know why I can assume why, but I won't get into that. But I think uh, I'm looking forward to him coming out and you know spending some time with him again. He's a good dude. He's a good fisherman, great fisherman. He gets it. And uh, at the end of the day, it's, you know, I, I learned a few things from him, you know. Yeah. That's that's high praise. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's tough to get it out of him. But when you get it, it's the right praise. Yeah. That's for sure. So we got a question here from Todd on Facebook. He wants to know, where is the next salmon school? Instead of giving us that, just give us the what you have left in your schedule. Yeah, so next weekend I'm in Sheboygan, my home area. I've got a... Um, uh, two-day deal, a, a novice and advanced. The weekend after, I'll be in Ishpeming, Michigan, up in the UP. Um, then after that, I go to uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, and that's on the Saturday of the big show there. And then after that, I go to Harbor Springs, Michigan, and finish up in Superior, Wisconsin. Right. Is, is there like a, a home where people can go to see yep. your schedule yep. and sign yep. up for your So classes? it's on my personal website, www.russellsfishingtech.net. And you can go on there, see the whole schedule, and uh, be able to sign up for any of those classes. Russell has an awesome YouTube channel as well called Russell's Fishing Tech. And if you're watching this, it's a good chance you probably have already been there and already seen it. But uh, yeah. yeah, Russell does an awesome job. 
uh, with the YouTube. So if you're really looking for an education on how to get started into salmon fishing, that'd be a great place to start is just go, go over to Russell's YouTube channel and, and check that out there. Again, you're here at the show uh, representing uh, Salmon Candy. Tell us about, uh, you got some new stuff this year with Salmon Candy. Yeah, we got a bunch of new stuff as always. Uh, we brought out an 11 inch flasher, um, you know, Fishing with Casey and, and being able to fish over here in New York, the 11-inch flasher is a big deal here. Guy, these guys fish a lot deeper, uh, regular, than we do at home. Uh, the Michigan side also does, so the 11-inch flasher is used highly there. Um, we've got, we're coming out with plugs. They're actually not ready yet, but they will be. We're painting them up now. Uh, we came out with some new color stuff. One of the things that really took off here on Lake Ontario last year and then was really good in Wisconsin was uh, our color called the Songin's Bam which was actually a color Casey and I put together, believe it or not, uh, five or six years ago for this show. Uh, we made it in a chrome, a green, and a white originally, and uh, now we've added a black and a chartreuse, um, and it was just so good that uh, we had to put it in the lineup and add some more colors. And you know, The, the weird thing is, it, Song and Bam just walked by us. Yeah. Yeah. The, the weird thing is, it didn't work when we first made it. Yeah. I couldn't catch a fish on it. It was right colors, and leave it to Bob Songen, one of the greats. He got it to work. Yep. And last year, I watched it work on our boat yep. several times. Yep. You know? Yeah, we put the green one out in Wilson when we were out together, and there was yep. multiple days it was our best rod. So um, and I agree with him. It was kind of just a weird deal. It was five, six years ago already. It was kind of quiet. And then all of a sudden, Songan just started blowing me up two years ago, and it's like, this is the deal. And we're like, well, we got to add it to the lineup. So, um, But, yeah, we've we just got a lot going on with salmon candy. You know, we brought out some new color spoons that really took off. Um, you know, our whole product line is, is, is seeing great success. And right now, the big deal for us is just able to try to navigate the inventory part. Uh, this was the first show we've done now where we didn't bring inventory. For me, that's tough because I know all these guys. I love my customers here. I want to sell them stuff on the spot. But for us to really continue to grow as a business, you know, we need to focus on having the website full of inventory as often as we can. And then this year we've now added nine dealers around the Great Lakes that are gonna have our stuff, including um, two Lake Ontario dealers, one New York dealer and one Canadian dealer. Um, so again, to be able to supply those guys, we need to be able to focus on building inventory, not necessarily hauling it around the countryside, so. Yeah, very good. Uh, you know, you, you spent last spring out here with Casey. What, what did that do? I mean, you talked about, you guys kind of talked a little bit about how, how the fishing was different, but what did that do as far as what you brought to Salmon Candy? What did you learn that you could bring to, to that brand and, and building uh, different baits and lures for people to catch fish? What did you see uh, doing that work that kind of changed some of that? Yeah, and I'm excited to do it for longer this year, to be honest with you, because I'll get a little bit more information. But really what it does is it just allows me to see what I think, and, and this is no knock to anything else. I'm not saying Lake Superior is not great. I'm not saying Lake Huron is not great. But if you're a king salmon fisherman, I mean, you, you pretty much need to be on Lake Ontario or Lake Michigan, right? And obviously I cut my teeth and, and spend my time on Lake Michigan. So being able to come here and fish with Casey, I get to do two things. I get to see what a, you know, expert Lake Ontario fisherman does on a regular basis. And then I get to... Uh, Boy, for an hour of just cutting on each other, yeah, now we got somebody yeah. here. Well, there's some love yeah, there. Yeah. He, yeah, he probably, yeah, need, he probably needs something from me. Yeah, That's, no. you know, What, do you want dinner? 
no. Um, but, you know, I get to see the way he does things, and then I get to mix some of my, um, you know, some of my Lake Michigan flavor. And what I really noticed a lot was what I said before, the color patterns. Um, and what it did is it really opened up my mind to remember my customers out here and not just build everything for Lake Michigan. And it's hard to do that when you spend all your time there, right? So um, when I now come out with colors and I say, okay, we're going to, guys, we're going to test 15 or 20 or 30 new flasher colors, and we're going to knock it down to six. I tell myself three really got to be Lake Ontario oriented and three got to be Lake Michigan oriented. Naturally, they will cross over some, but, you know, there are definitely colors we specifically make for the guys out here. And that's what that time does. Uh, also to mention, I did come out in early July and fish with another friend of mine, Jonathan Forder, out of Oak Orchard, and had a great time doing that as well, and learned some more about the offshore fishery, the inshore fishery, because um, Wilson's a unique place. I think yeah. Casey would say that. It's oh, yeah. unlike the rest of Lake Ontario. You know, it's, so, it's the place. Absolutely. So even though, um, you know, I did learn some things there, that isn't necessarily the, you know, a uh, uh, scope of everything on Lake Ontario. So being able to come, one of the things I'd like to do this year, and hopefully I can, is I'd like to get um, to Casey's home port later in the year. And again, see another shot further east on Lake Ontario and see a little bit of that brown trout fishing and, and some more king fishing so we can just continue to develop our stuff. When you're spring fishing, do you prefer an aggressive approach with big flashers and lures, or do you use a more subtle approach? both in the water and let the fish tell me what they want. Some days they're going to eat both. Other days they're going to eat a big fish um, or they're going to eat a small fish or I'm sorry, small eight inch attractor. Um, let the fish tell you what they want and go from there. You know, that's what I would say. To me, there's two variables, um, pressure and depth. So in fishing with, with Casey right away, you know, I, I saw that he does a lot of the same things I do in the sense of our deep rods had big fish blades on them. Um, you know, our, our shallower rods had eight inch stuff on them. Uh, if there's not a lot of pressure, I'm going to use some of the bigger stuff and try to target the bigger Kings. The minute that we get a lot of pressure, I'm going to downsize to more of the eight inch stuff because I feel like that's going to be a better presentation under pressure. And in Wilson, New York, there will be some pressure. Oh yeah. No a doubt about it. Boats. How does your lure selection change throughout the day? First light, you know, going to be a thermal climb level or maybe even higher. Um, and then we're going to use some of that glow-in-the-dark stuff, some of that gaudy stuff, first light. And then as soon as that sun comes up and is really peaking, we're going to start dropping our stuff down into the cooler water below the thermocline. And we're really going to pretty much exclusively have more of that shiny stuff on, the stuff with UV tape, stuff like Megatron, Kryptonite, um, Optimus Prime, you know, uh, some of the stud flashers, you know, any of that stuff that's shiny that it will reflect the light really well. That's really what we're going to go to after after that first light. How about you, Casey, in Lake Ontario? Other than color, what do you change as the day progresses? Depths, stealthiness. Sometimes I'll, I'll bury you know, a rod in the abyss, 150, 160 down. Um, a big copper last year, as the pressure got really bad and out here, the fish got negative. I was running a 700 copper. You know, I don't think a lot of boats have them, but I can tell you Russell didn't have one, which was nice. I was like, oh, 700 copper again, Russell, 700 copper again. This year he will have a 700 copper on the boat and an 800. Um, but that that was down, I think, below where people were fishing, and those fish were still comfortable. And that made a huge difference. I mean, it was a game changer. I went out there, and I put that rod out, and it was five minutes to cracked over. And it went again and again and again. I think it took seven or eight shots in two hours to save the day for me. And that's when I realized they were down there. But that was more like a feeler rod. I put it out to see if that would, would work. Because I've had good luck with it before out here. And sure enough, there they were. Next thing you know, I sunk my riggers, stretched the leads, 
divers a little bit different and I started moving some rods, you know, it saved the day. So I think there's always, there's always active fish. I think it's just trying to find them maybe out of your comfort zone, but when it gets tough like that, use it, use it. I mean, explore, you know, Russell brought you on. Want to talk salmon? Can we kind of do a little bit? But I knew that yeah, was no, that's okay. You get some, some questions. Okay. Yeah, uh, is there something you wanted to touch on before we let you go? No, I, I mean, I think at this point, thankfully, you guys had me on one of the first, if not the first, uh, virtual fishing show you did, and Salmon Candy was fairly new yet at that point. I mean, I actually, we developed it, my dad and I, in 2014, but we really started promoting it in 2020. Um, I think most guys, if they're pretty serious about salmon fishing at this point, know what Salmon Candy is and, and, and who it is. Um, the big thing I always say is I'm just appreciative of all the people that, uh, you know, I have around me, guys like Casey, guys at home that, um, you know, have befriended me and allowed me to uh, have opportunities to do things like come to New York and fish and, and expand my horizon. And I think that's one of the things I bring to the table that a lot of guys don't is I've fished all over the Great Lakes and all over the Midwest while I tournament fishing and salmon fishing. And it's helped me sort of understand uh, fish movements and fish actions in, in different places and different areas in the country. So it helps us, I think, make better products. Awesome. Yeah. Russell Gehagen, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, look forward to seeing you See you, buddy. Yeah, Good to Thank see you, you Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.